Welcome back to On the Block with Stricken Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right, off and rolling here on the block. Strick, he's Strick, I am Austin. Strick is not about me, the segment. Got one of the greats here with you coming up to talk some football. Let's go for it. All right, sounds good. Listen, um, I know, I know, so those who are on the stream line, this is, this is uh, my guy Austin's first day. I'm going to let him introduce himself uh, just prior to Cluster coming on. Austin, we got to come off of the uh, the stream. Uh, there we there go. We go. There, there we go. go. Okay. All right. So I'm not in studio, so I wasn't wasn't able to talk directly with my partner there. Um, so real quick, um, we do have Cluster Johnson, two-time national champion, who joins us, a regular on the block, good friend of the family here on the block. But real quick before we get to Cluster, um, Austin. The there's those on the text line have a few questions for you and just quickly introduce yourself to those who are listening uh, for the first time. You are my new partner. This is my new partner. And I want everybody to get a chance to hear from you real quick before we tap in with Cluster. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, yeah. Chase B on the Sarder Heyman text line. Uh, my pro sports teams and all sports. Uh, so um, you see I'm wearing my Colt stuff right now. They are my NFL team. I probably follow the NFL the least closely of all the major sports. Um, I, I do root for the Colts, but that, that allegiance isn't, you know, overly strong. Uh, basketball in the pros, I don't really have a team. I just love watching all sorts of different players. I mean, I don't know if there's ever been, you know, more individual talent in the league. I mean, sure, I know you played against a lot of dudes, Strick, but it seems like every team has a guy that can go get 30-40 every single night. So I just love the, the drama, the storylines in the NBA. I'm a big Royals fan. In baseball, born and raised Kansas City fan. Obviously, you know, Nebraska fan, born and raised here in Lincoln. So Husker football is great. Husker basketball is great. I do have a Duke basketball fandom, though, Strick. I got to be honest with you. I, I am a Duke basketball fan as well. What we'll do is at the 3 o'clock hour, we'll get a little bit of his background. We'll also hear from him about where he came from and so forth and so on, how he arrived here at the block. We'll, we'll briefly touch that at the 3 o'clock hour. Thanks for tapping in on that. Cluster Johnson! What's going on, my guy? How are you? Man, fresh off a plane. I had a phenomenal weekend. And, uh, you know, back to life, back to reality. Well, let's talk about that real quick. Um, wonderful, wonderful news. We break, briefly mentioned it here on the block at one point in time, Sibo. Um, but your son, Kay Johnson, was elevated to from practice squad to the um, – uh, the roster, the active roster, and got uh, got in the game. He's been playing. I think he might have even started the game uh, as well. Uh, got two targets, wasn't able to do it. But to this last game, two targets, two receptions, 21 yards, 10-yard average, um, you know, and they're going to the playoffs. They were able to pull it off and get it done. What 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 you think? You know what did you see when you was out there? You know how do you feel as a as a father of a of, of a young man with 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 Cade and the family and the kids, man? That you watched them grow, you helped them to develop, man. How does that feel as a as a as a proud parent? Well, I always tell people, um, you know, if you're raising your children to be D one athletes and pro athletes, I feel bad for the kids. That's that's always my my uh, mantra because uh, it's just something that sort of develops into who they are as people. 
and obviously manifested from things that they learned growing up and what they desired to be. Um, one of the things that one of the themes that you will pick up from me uh, as a as a as a father, and I think people, and as a parent, I think a lot of people don't understand this, but but when they get to a certain age, you got to let them fly and be who they are. And uh, it's not my job to, at a certain point, make them make decisions for themselves. Um, what we do is we arm them with what we know with, with best as possible and what we've learned growing up and pass it on to them. And we just hope and pray that as they get into those positions that they use what, what we told them. Um, and, uh, I think the thing about Kate and, you know, even my other sons, um, one thing, one of his really strong suits is, um, he's very persistent, uh, works very hard. Uh, he's one of those guys just, he's going to find a way. Um, it's sort of like you, Strick. A lot of people don't know this about Strick though, but one thing I admire about Strick growing up is when, whenever he set his mind something, not only was he going to be good at it, he was going to be the best. And, um, I think, you know, Kate probably didn't have the same type of attributes in regards to the physical side of things. Like Strick was a man child in, in the sixth grade. <laughs> Strick <laughs> Strick is probably one of one of the few athletes I knew who could have played varsity in the seventh grade. Uh, but but uh, uh Kate, you know, being on the smaller side never let that hinder him. So, um, we talk a lot, you know, we talk a lot because when you're going through things, you got to depend and lean on people that who, who's been through, who's been through the fire, been through those type of fires and, you know, somebody who's going to encourage you. And, uh, one, one, that's one of my strong suits is I really like to encourage uh, I'm a very positive person. I like to stay pretty positive. I surround myself with positive people. Um, that's why I don't have no problem blocking people on Twitter. All them trolls out there, y'all. <laughs> Remember, if you say anything negative on my, I just block you. <laughs> yeah, that part. Because I ain't got time that for that, baby. We we keep it positive. <laughs> we keep it a pushing over here. And, uh, positive, good energy. No good debate. If you can't have no good positive debate, then I, I, I ain't got time. So, Absolutely. So, so big game, big game is going down, man. National championship game is on the horizon. Um, I, I want to talk quickly about this. Um, Sonny Dykes, he has a, he has a unique opportunity to uh, join a very minute and exclusive club in being um a coach, which would be the fourth coach in uh, college football history to win a national title in his first season at a school. Uh, Michigan's Benny Osterbin did it in uh, his first year with the Wolverines in 1948. Uh, Dennis Erickson did it with uh, the national title for the Miami Hurricanes in 89 when he left Washington State. Um, And then um, I think I want to say Larry Coker in his first year, uh, in 2001, yeah. Uh, yeah. when he took over after Butch Davis left for the NFL, 
So that, that it could be a unique uh, category for him. What is your perspective um, on the opportunity for TCU to win this game against Georgia tonight? Well, number one, pretty much uh, with the exception of the, the very first one you read, I think that was probably in an era that you and I are probably not that familiar with. But I remember Dennis Erickson and I remember uh, Larry Coker those Miami teams and the thing about them is they had a lot of great talent before he took over before they took over they had a lot of talent so I'm gonna say the same thing same thing about coach Dykes like it's very hard to come into a school and win national championship without having talent now the credit you give those coaches is they didn't mess it up (laughs) they came in they were able to their geniuses is sort their geniuses I, I compare it to say like a Phil Jackson, right? Phil Jackson obviously was a great coach, but he knew how to coach talent. He knew how to say the right things, put them in the right places, get all those egos going in the right direction. And obviously Coach Dykes has done the same thing with TCU. What's interesting about them, I would say, is, you know, they didn't win the Big Ten. They didn't win the Big 12 championship. You know, K-State beat them in the Big 12 championship. So they've obviously, you know, usually when something dramatic like that happens to a team that seemed like a team of destiny, they tend to fall apart. But he was able to get them back on track. Man, he really got them back on track, and they played really well against Michigan. And uh, I don't think very many teams gave them a chance. I mean, very many people gave them a chance to beat Michigan. So it's really hard to look at this game tonight and just say they don't have a chance because they've shown you already that they can play with the best of them. And, uh, but, but Georgia, you know, before their game where they almost lost to Ohio State, I would have, I would have, they were looking damn near invincible but since they barely put that barely won that game i say tcu has a shot they they definitely have a shot to win what are some of the things that you think this tcu would have the team would have to do uh to to keep from having like it's it's it, they've done a great job of scrapping and getting back yeah. into games and having to win games um you know <laughs> there was a treasure trove of games like the old you know yeah. Shoot, o- Oklahoma State and Kansas State and other games, even getting back in the Kansas State game with like, <laughs> uh, I think, what, nine minutes left in the game or 11 minutes yeah. left in the game. Yeah. And they were down uh, significantly and was able yeah. to get back in it and turn it into a, an overtime situation. What do they have to keep from doing in this game in order to make sure that it's not in that sar- scenario for them? Because Georgia is a tough team to just be trying to just score points on like, with ease. Well, just like just like anything, I think for this particular game, turnovers is going to be a huge uh, sticking point for this game. Um, to, to give teams more possessions is a huge, huge thing, especially teams that are that are pretty, um, explosive on on offense. I think both of these. I mean, you don't get to a national championship game if you don't have. A pretty explosive, pretty explosive offenses and have pretty good defenses. 
the Big 12, I wouldn't say they have a ton of strong defenses, but looking at TCU and looking at K-State, those two teams tend to play the best defense in the Big 12. Um, so if if TCU, it, it always comes down to this, trick. If you can control the line of scrimmage, like the team that can be two-dimensional on offense, if you can run the ball and pass where you're not putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback, you got a shot. And and I think having Max Duggan who can run, he 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 can extend plays. So that's going to be very critical. We know that the uh we know that the Georgia quarterback can do it cuz they won it last year. But I think that Max Duggan he gives you a little bit more. He he can he's very physical. He can run. He's a, he can be elusive. I know they're going to have some probably some quarterback run plays. But one thing about Georgia, they very they're very physical on defense. They can be physical, but Ohio State exposed them a little bit. So yeah, I know TCU is going to come into this game with a little bit more confidence because I mean Ohio State put up 41 points. So, uh, but my yeah. fear a little my little fear for TCU is they didn't have as much time to game plan like Ohio State did. I mean Ohio State had weeks had weeks right. to. To, to look through that defense and see where the holes were. So let's see mm-hmm. uh, if Coach Dykes and, and TCU can can do the same. Last question, and then your prediction. Um, both both Bennett and Duggan were Heisman Trophy finalists, right? So this should be an overwhelming moment for each of them. They both uh, had great seasons, played in the big games with the spotlight on them. Um, and so uh, – in this particular game, there's there's going to be a competition meet. Which one of those quarterbacks do you think uh, has the ability to uh, help their team in leadership qualities? Who who possesses the most of that in this particular uh, matchup? And what's your prediction for the game today? Well, obviously. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give the edge to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, they they won it last year. Uh, they got all the experience. They got the quarterback back who won it last year. And uh, the the prediction I came up with in my head, just because these semifinal games have been very high scoring. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put it you know I'm something is telling me it's gonna be a high score again. I'm I'm saying 45-35. For some reason 45-35 is in my head. <laughs> I could be totally wrong, of course, but I think that these teams are explosive enough that you're just not gonna be able to stop them. Uh, I think early on it's gonna be a uh, cat and mouse game. They try to just just like boxers in the first few rounds. They're trying to figure out uh, how they're going to um, how they're going to guard certain sets. And then once they figure that out, they're like, okay, we know where to attack. And uh, look to see the the, the second quarter uh, turn up a little bit more. And then the second half, once they – naturally, when a team is down, they go into that two-minute offense and just start, you know, just swinging that ball away. 
and then that's that's when the pace turns up a little bit more in the second half because there's more of a sense of urgency. So, uh, but yeah. again, I see Georgia with the experience going back to back. I'm gonna say 45-35 Georgia. Um, that's how I see that game. Great stuff. His this is Cluster Johnson, two-time national championship, joining us on the block. Thank you, Sebo, for uh, tapping in and giving us your prediction, your thoughts on uh, how the outlook of it's gonna go. We're going to be watching Cade, um, um, and, and hopefully he'll he'll stay active for this playoff experience. It'll be a tremendous experience for him. But we do appreciate you for joining us on the block uh, once again, and we hope to hear from you next week as well. Thank you, sir. Cluster Johnson, once again, joining us on the block. we got to take a break right now. We'll come back with Shootout with Strick, me and Austin, here on the block. We'll be right back after these messages. Peace. <laughs> 